Welcome to a Wednesday edition of College Football Live. Happy to have you with us with Sam Acho, David Pollock, and Heather Dennett. I'm Wendy Nix. Well, another day, another development in what should be a major conference shakeup across college football. The next step, well, the 14 current members of the Southeastern Conference are scheduled to get together. They plan to meet on Thursday, the presidents and chancellors, to talk about Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference. Now, a three-fourths majority, that means 11 of the 14 votes will be needed for approval. If it goes through, the SEC would become the first 16-team super conference. Before there was any talk of OU in Texas, though, jumping ship and joining the SEC, the College Football Playoff Management Committee laid out a plan for expanding the playoff to 12 teams. Now, here's how that would work. The six highest-ranked conference champs make it, as well as six more teams, as determined by the selection committee. The four highest-ranked conference champs get a bye, and no conference would automatically qualify. Heather, I'll start with you. What's fascinating to me is that 10 days ago, uh, we were talking about the playoff expansion is probably the biggest story in college football. Now, it, it's almost taken a back seat, but it will be affected. So the question is, how? How is it affected if, in fact, Oklahoma and Texas join the SEC? Well, Wendy, I can tell you that CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock told me on Monday that the timeline hasn't changed. That means they are still heading towards a late September meeting where they're going to report back to the 11 presidents and chancellors who can change the playoff about their summer feasibility study. Here's where it gets interesting, though, guys. The conversations now surrounding it, as you saw in that graphic, the proposal includes the six highest ranked conference champions. If OU and Texas go to the SEC, the snowball effect leaves the question, who are the conferences? Who are their champions? Is there a Big 12? Is there a Big 12 champion? These are things that they don't know. So while it's on track for that late September meeting, my sources are telling me the decision, the actual implementation of it, because of the uncertainty, could be delayed. Yeah, I definitely see a huge delay coming as well. If I'm anyone in the Pac-12, the ACC, or the Big Ten, I'm frustrated right now. I wasn't involved in these conversations, number one. It seems like there's a lot of behind-the-back maneuvering going on, number two. And number three, though I like, as far as all conferences, though I may like the, uh, the additional playoff games and the additional opportunity, I need to go and decipher. I need to go and double-check and look if there's anything else that we need to remove or add to this current proposition. So if I'm any member of any of the three major conferences that were not involved, I will delay this process as much as need be. And what you see is also, I, I hear you, but a lot of people don't have a seat at the table for a reason, and this ain't going to help. I mean, this is only going to put more separation when now you're becoming a league with even bigger brands, even bigger voices, even louder voices with more money. So we're going to talk about this, and we're going to continue to talk about this. I feel like this is as big as Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. It's going to be every day. It's always going to be something. It's always Oklahoma and Texas until we get to football, hopefully. Well, I can tell you guys that some sources have expressed some concern to me that if Oklahoma and Texas join the SEC, that 12-team playoff is going to be an SEC playoff, right? You're talking about a 10-2 and two OU or 9-3 and three Texas. They're getting in that thing, and there's some concern that the SEC will get seven teams in it. Some people on the other side have expressed to me, yeah, but wait a minute. Isn't that still better than a four-team playoff where the SEC is getting two or three teams in? I hear where you're coming from, Heather, but well, even, David, even if I 
Well, and, and even just real quick, I'm thinking about Mac Brown and Davo Sweeney, two of the premier coaches in college football. Both of them are not in favor of this 12-team format. Some of them have talked to their players, and the players are not in favor of this 12-team format. And so if I didn't have a seat at the table, even though it may happen anyways, I'm still upset and I'm frustrated, and I need to, slow, I need to pump the brakes, slow down, and, and really find out what really was going on over the last two years. With all due respect to Alcho and everybody from Texas, Texas has struggled in the Big 12 to beat TCU and company. So I know you're bringing in Oklahoma and you're bringing in that brand that's done so well, but it's not like we're going, oh, my God, we got two guys that are teams that are going in the college football playoff every year. You bring in a powerhouse in Oklahoma and you bring in a power brand, not another team that you're saying is going to be in the college football playoffs every year. So I just I want to put that out there, too, Alcho. Real quick, real quick. I got it, Wendy, before before well, you go. It's pronounced Acho. It's pronounced Acho. We got to get that out first and foremost. The Acho, it hurt me, the ouch. But I will say this. OU is a I, premier I think, brand. They've, I think he knows they, that. Won, yes, yes. Well, OU, OU's won the last six Big 12 championships, right? So that's been that's a given. But Texas, when it comes to branding, is the most valuable program in college football. And so you got the money and you got the wins. I'll take both of them if I'm the SEC. Agree. Well, all of that Alto. is true. And, David, the other thing I will say that's absolutely true, David Pollock, stop that, is that we will be talking about <laughs> this every day. And there's a reason for that because the ramifications are far and wide. It really will. It will affect recruiting. It will affect the playoffs. This will affect everything in college football. So take a look at this. If Oklahoma, and it's still an if, if Oklahoma and Texas get their way, this is what the Big 12 would look like. With, with those two teams out of the picture, the conference is left with just eight teams. Iowa State was on top of the standings last year. They were 8-1 and one in Big 12 play. Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas, and TCU, some of the schools that will remain, at least as it stands right now, in the Big 12. Sam, we've looked at this from a lot of different directions, okay? And certainly, we have talked about the perspective of the SEC and that of Oklahoma and Texas. Right now, I want to ask you about the perspective of those teams left in the Big 12. You really can't just stand pat. I don't think so, anyway. What do you do if you're the remaining teams in the Big 12? Well, the first school of thought is that you would jump ship. You would abandon ship. You'd find a new conference. You'd jump to the Pac-12 or the Big 10 or the ACC. And that school of thought makes sense. But in my time playing football, I talked to a bunch of friends, and I did the same thing. They said, hey, play chess, not checkers. If the chess game is that, the, that OU and Texas – think that the Big 12 is going to disintegrate and therefore they'll be out of their media rights and they can leave whenever they want to leave. If I'm Oklahoma State, who's upset at OU right now, if I'm Baylor or TCU, you know what I might just do? I might just say, you know what? We're going to stay together as a conference. We don't want your $76 million buyout and stick with us for the next four years and let's see how that works for your, the money you're trying to make. I, I get you. Um, chess, chess requires a queen and a king and they just left. They gone. They go into the SEC. Um, so listen, this conference is in trouble. How do you salvage it? You can't. Like, remember, Iowa State's athletic director a couple years ago said it. Without a, without Oklahoma and Texas, we're the MAC. Like, they're the Mountain West. Like, that's what we are. So, you know, listen, these brands are going to have to find a home, but you got the Big Ten who's, who's going to be a power broker in this. I think it's the home for these individual teams. They're going to have to go out and get it. Listen, can they become a, a big brand and still bring in BYU and Boise and Houston and SMU and UCF? They could still be the Big 12. 
but they don't have the they won't have the power they won't have the clout I don't know if they have the automatic bid when all this is said and done so the big 12 as we know it is, is going to be no more it's a, to me it's a matter of where these pieces are going to end up going Absolutely. And real quick response for all those chess players. You don't need a queen. All you need is a king, and you can still be in the game. Iowa State and some of these other teams, yes, David, it's smarter to leave. I totally understand that. But also, it's smart to wait as well. I'm not just, I'm not just going to let you win, right? We're all competitors. No one's just going to sit here and let someone mop the floor with you. You know what? You want to play that game? Let's play. And I have a contract, so we're going to stick with that contract. But, but, it's, but right, it's not about letting you fellas. win. It's, it's, it's not, no, it's not about letting you win, though. It's about having a future. You know, it's about being proactive and going and getting your money and going and getting your future. That's what it's about. Well, it is. It's about your future because it's about the dollars, and we know that. And Texas and Oklahoma, if yes. nothing else, if we can't agree on anything else, uh, they do have the dollars, and, and it remains to be seen where they end up. And imagine this, guys. If we can't get the three of us or the two of you, or we, we, you, you're not going to get five people in a room to agree what's best in this scenario, much less everybody else. It, we got a long way yeah. to go, uh, and it's going to be an interesting ride. Still to come on College Football Live, obviously much more to this. You really can't talk about it enough. The Texas OU shakeup. And what about the other SEC schools? Will they get those 11 out of 14 votes needed to extend a formal invitation? Plus, Nick Saban has said a million-dollar quarterback and hasn't even started a game. He says he's got one. Wait till you hear one other college coach's response. It's interesting, and that's coming up. move for Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC likely impacts recruiting at both schools. It will also affect the recruiting across the country. Tom Van Haren explored those changes in an article today. You can find it on ESPN+. The SEC had the most ESPN 300 recruits in the 2021 class by a long shot. 103 total. Alabama accounted for 22. The Big Ten and ACC were next with 56 and 54. And the Big 12 had the fewest among these conferences. They totaled 30. Oklahoma and Texas had 19 of those between them. Tom Van Haren joins our panel now. And again, that article out on ESPN+. Plus. Tom, let's go piece by piece. And we'll start with Texas. How does this potential move affect recruiting for the Longhorns? Well, it might sound surprising because they just went through a coaching change, but Texas has been recruiting pretty well. Over the last five years, they've had two top five recruiting classes, and I think probably a lot of people at home are surprised to hear that, but they've had a development problem, not a recruiting problem. So they've already been recruiting well, but Texas A&M has had a small leg up on them with in-state prospects. Texas A&M has been able to look at a lot of those Texas recruits and say, you can stay home. You can play in the state of Texas and also play in the SEC. Every other year, your parents can drive to our place and watch you play against Alabama, which is a big selling point for a lot of recruits. So now, if Texas joins the SEC, 
it levels out the playing field. And I, I talked to a few Texas prospects, one in particular, 2023, David Hicks. He's one of the top prospects in the next class. He told me if Texas joins the SEC, it makes it more appealing to go to Texas. So we'll see if that can level out the playing field with Texas A&M and Texas in-state. And then you look at what Steve Sarkeesian has been able to do in the past. He's coming from the SEC. He's built relationships in those states. He's recruited California. He's already capitalizing on that for Texas now. If they can go in and play in SEC territory and get some of those recruits as well, I think it's going to be a huge advantage for the Longhorns. No doubt. I don't think there's anything you can find you know, negative. What else comes with this too, by the way? way more cash cash equals bigger facilities bigger uh indoor facility bigger indoor facilities bigger weight rooms that we get to put on camera and you get to see and kids get excited about so recruiting not only do you get to stay close to home and still play those big marquee programs where your family can come watch now you're going to do it in a better stadium a better atmosphere a better environment so there is no negative for, uh, for Texas now. I think it's it, all, all those just equal positives for them on the recruiting front. Yeah, everyone wants to play in the college football playoff. Everyone wants to play against the best. And we all know over the last decade, the best has been the SEC. So the fact that Texas has the potential to join the SEC, now not only are you getting the best college, the best high school athletes that are going to go to college, but now they get a chance to stay at home, right? I, I grew up in Dallas. It's a three-hour drive to Austin. But now you're playing the, the Alabamas, the LSUs, the, the cream of the crop of the SEC. You don't have to go anywhere. All the recruits will likely stay at home. At least there's a better chance they'll stay at home than leave. We often say there's two sides to every coin. I got to tell you, fellas, I'm not sure there is on this one. To your point, it is all upside for Texas. Tom, a little different situation in some ways for Oklahoma. Let's circle back. How does the move to the SEC potentially uh, affect recruitment at Oklahoma? Well, I don't think it's going to hurt Oklahoma. The only, the only place I, I see negative for Oklahoma is they've tried to recruit the state of Texas. They've landed 22 ESPN 300 recruits from Texas over the last five classes. So now if other SEC schools are trying to go into Texas, if the Longhorns are closing the gate to the state, maybe that impacts Oklahoma in that way. I don't think it's going to knock them down. But, guys, I, I, when I saw this, I did not understand this move for Oklahoma. I don't think it's going to hurt them, but I also don't think it's going to help them. They've made the college football playoff the four times. They're recruiting at an elite yep. level. They're basically handpicking the quarterbacks that they want. They're going across the country. They've landed prospects in 21 states over the last five years. They have everything they needed. So I get it. If Texas was kicking and clawing out of this conference and they couldn't keep Texas in the Big 12 and they don't want to get left behind, I get it. But if there was a chance to keep Texas in the Big 12, I don't get it for Oklahoma because I don't think it helps them the way that it helps other programs. I don't think it hurts them, but I, I don't see it in terms of helping them. I understand what you're saying because they've dominated the Big 12 and they're in the college football playoffs. But when they get in those college football playoffs, one thing we see a lot of a lot of high numbers being hung on those defensive guys. A lot of guys, a lot of those numbers just getting inflated and them getting destroyed. Here's the thing. If you recruit better on the defensive line now, if you keep more guys in the state of Texas on the defensive line and you build it more because of proximity, because here's the thing. 
one of the most important factors every single year in recruiting. Not with everybody, but with the majority of the recruits. And Sam can talk to this, and I can talk to this. Being close to home. So I think those elite people that are in Texas, are in Oklahoma, now have more of a tendency to stay. And especially, they're going to get the quarterback. Why? Because every quarterback that signs with Oklahoma, you're going to be up for a Heisman and you're going to be a first-round pick. Like, Lincoln Riley just comes in with a piece of paper and goes, quarterback, okay, just sign here. Just go ahead and commit because if you want that, you want to go look what I've done with those people. But I think it's the other positions. It's the defensive line, the defense where they've really struggled that this recruiting could help bring about and because and, and, Lincoln's going to do the offense himself. We know that. And people talk about, man, this move doesn't make sense for Oklahoma. Well, let me make it make sense for Oklahoma. It doesn't make sense for recruiting, right? You're getting good recruits. It doesn't make sense for trying to win the Big 12. You've won it six years in a row. Where it does make sense is when it comes to your pocket book. Those checks will be a whole lot fatter when you're part of the SEC. And all of a sudden now there's talks of maybe a $1.3 billion TV deals coming up. So you got a bigger piece of a bigger pie. And the Big 12, those, those TV rights are around the $400 million range, right? A couple years from now, you could have $1.3 billion split up. Bigger piece, bigger pie, number one. Number two, to David's point, when it comes to recruiting specifically, Oklahoma has already started to change their process of recruiting. I was at Big 12 Media Day just a week or two ago, and you heard Lincoln Riley talk about their defensive recruits. He said, we look different. We look bigger. We look more physical. He knows he needs to have bigger, faster, stronger defensive players to compete against those big bad boys in the SEC. And so, yes, the recruiting will change a little bit, but Oklahoma's already been on that path. Well, we don't have time to talk about it now, but I tell you what, it's not all sunshine and roses for everybody. Texas A&M in particular, if you look outside those two schools in terms of the SEC, they own the state of Texas mm. with regards to playing in the Southeastern Conference. That will change, and man, uh, that's a difference maker. We'll talk more about that as the days and weeks go by. Uh, we also, of course, in addition to the playoffs and this, we've got name, image, likeness, and that's changing. David Shaw has some thoughts on what Nick, Haven, Nick Saban casually mentioning his quarterback and his big NIL payday. Here's what they had to say. For the first time ever on Saturday, all 32 NFL teams will practice at their individual camp sites and we'll have coverage from every site from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, 4 to 5, and then 3 to 5 Eastern on ABC. It's back together Saturday, also available on the ESPN app. Here's what Nick Saban had to say about his young quarterback getting paid. Our quarterback, and he's talking about Bryce Young, already has approached ungodly numbers. It's almost seven figures, and it's like the guy hasn't even played yet, but that's because of our brand. David Shaw knows it certainly wasn't an accident that Saban chose to include that little bit of information. First of all, Nick Saban is smarter than any 10 of us in this room combined. Um, and so there's no way that that was a, just a, a throw in. Uh, it's obvious to me. Nick wanted to plant that and make sure people knew that. Um, it's a great way to recruit people to come to, to you, which the guy hasn't started a college football game and he's already signed a whole bunch of deals to make money. Um, to me, I don't think that's what this whole thing is supposed to be about. Um, I don't believe that that is true market value. I think that's Alabama value, um, but that's not market value for an individual, which was what this is supposed to be about. 
<laughs> Sam Macho, more money, more problems. Listen, this is going to have to be managed inside a locker room. Uh, name, image, likeness. When I say those words, how do you think it affects what goes on inside a locker room? Absolutely. More money, more problems. You get a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old, and sometimes a 17-year-old getting six seven eight hundred thousand dollars it's going to be a problem let me take y'all back to my Ooh. 17 and 18 year old days when i was getting recruited by all the schools ended up choosing texas because it was close to home there were no account there was no tax classes i was learning i didn't know about taxes i didn't learn about investments none of that stuff and so imagine an 18 year old with all this money do i think that players should get paid yes but you saw how nick saban threw this information out there, not only because of the brand, but he said it recruiting some Texas players. He said it in Texas talking to some coaches and quarterbacks. And so we all know why Nick Brand Nick Saban said what he said before a high schooler about to be in college. It's a lot of money and it's a lot of issues. 100%. He knew exactly what he was doing. But here's the thing. Quarterbacks get the shine regardless. So it doesn't matter. You have to find a way to build that in the locker room regardless, right? But the best example I've seen is Kenny Pickett. Have you seen Kenny Pickett from Pitt? You want to you endear yourself to your teammates and not cause that divide? Bro got his first deal with a restaurant in Pittsburgh, and guess what he did? His linemen get to eat there every week for free. Get you some of that. So you definitely have to be able to do to bridge the two and as a quarterback, you know, assume that leadership role and take care of your big boys and take care of your teammates. But the shine has always been on the skill players and the shine will continue. Now the money will come there and the coaches responsibility with the players have to make sure there doesn't create a division and make sure everybody gets a little something, something to be happy. A little something, something. Listen, it's a change, but it's a change that isn't going away. Name, image, likeness is here to stay, just like a lot of things. And Nick Saban, crazy like a fox. He knew what he was doing. We see you, Nick. Not a bad idea either. All right, Sam, David, we'll do it again tomorrow. Again, continued coverage as Texas and Oklahoma look to join the Southeastern Conference. See you at 3 o'clock tomorrow.